0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Hey, 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 what up, what up, what up? It's your boy Reggie Watkins. You're listening to I'm Probably Right. My man Kevin Cleveland is on the boards, producing, engineering. What's up, Kevin? What's up, Reggie? How you doing, man? I'm fantastic, man. It's hot. It's hot outside. It's hot in the booth. The show is hot. You know i saying? I mean, the show's hot. We, 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 we've been growing, you know what I'm saying? And what we need you to do to keep growing is rate us, review us, subscribe, leave us some comments. Don't be hating. All love. We appreciate it. We need it. Wherever you listen to your podcast, go ahead and do that for us. Today, we're going to talk about the NBA Finals. I have done a complete 180, not a 360, a 180, because the 360 would be right back to where I started from. But I bet a 180 on these NBA Finals. I love them. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Giannis and where he ranks now. Damian Lillard. Is he or will he be traded from the Blazers? We're going to find out about that. I I got some views on it. Then we're going to talk about Space Jam, a new legacy. What I thought of it. What you might think of it. But first up. Game five of these NBA finals happened on Saturday night. Did you watch, Kev? You did. What did you think of the game? Uh, it's, it was competitive, yeah, you know. Yeah. It, it's a good series. Do- I, like, much like you, I didn't expect much, but it's been a, an entertaining series. It's a phenomenal series. I've I've done a t- complete... What was that? Okay, you can't say it's a complete 180. Because most people say 360, but that's wrong, right? Because if I started here and I do a 360, that means I turn all the way around and I'm back to where I started. No, it's a 180, okay? 180. I started thinking these finals were going to suck, and now I think they're great. I don't know if they're better than the 20— Kevin Durant, I guess, was on Twitter, and and people are flaming Kevin Durant because he tried to throw himself into the NBA Finals mix, Uh, and he said that 2017 NBA Finals was greater than anything else, and that would be wrong because you were on a team that could not be beat when you came over to a 73-win uh, NBA regular season team with Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green and made them unbeatable and they beat the Cavs in 2017 uh, NBA Finals. I would say the 2016 NBA Finals were better than than these, just because of the star power and um, and, and the story, right? It was a 73-win team. LeBron and the Cavs were down 3-1. They came back and gave Cleveland their first ever championship, and it was LeBron James who, in my opinion, is the greatest of all time. But these finals ain't no punk, man. I, it, it went from thinking that it was going to be terrible and nobody gave a damn, especially because these, these both of these teams play in time zones that the world forgot right? <laughs> okay, the Suns are in, what are they in? They're in the, uh, I think they're in the mountain time zone. Nobody gives a damn. And then we got a, uh, you know, and then we get the the Bucks and the Bucks are in the central time zone. Nobody gives a damn. What are we doing here? Right? So it ended up being a finals that I'm in love with because I love the drama every game. They're They're almost evenly matched, but at the end of the day, the Bucks are just a better team. The Bucks are a better team from top to bottom and I mean it's just showing. And it's just like boxing. You know they say boxing class shows over time. You know what I'm saying? Like the longer that a boxer is in the ring with another boxer, you end up seeing who is the better boxer by how long they have to be in there because it tests their will, their strength, their stamina, their their uh you know their skill, right? And you're starting to see the Bucs just pull away because they've got more things they can pull out of their Swiss Army knife, right? Every time they play, since game one, when Giannis was compromised because his knee folded forward, since game one, where he was not really Giannis, they, the, the, the Bucks have had the best player on either team every game in the NBA Finals, okay? So that's one right there. Then... You go with the point guard matchup. And this goes back to what we were talking about with CP3. People were calling him the point god. And I have arguments with with people on Twitter and, and on Instagram about, no, he's the point god. I'm like, you guys are just too young to recognize when there was great point guards back in the day who CP3 can't even hold a candle to. Okay? CP3 ain't no damn Magic Johnson. He ain't no Isaiah Thomas. He ain't no Jason Kidd. He probably ain't even a Steve Nash. Okay? So... We're starting to see CP three, and there's limitations, and there's levels to this. I argue with friends all the time about well, my friends are are really big and in, in, into karma and and heart and all that stuff, and I'm like, dog, heart and karma ain't got nothing to do with being tall. You know what I'm saying? Like the NBA, it, the NBA processes out smaller people. You are not going to see a small guard be the best player on a championship team. Ever again. It's just the physics of the game just make for that. It's just almost impossible. Now, there's anomalies every now and then, but there's usually always a reason why that happened. 2015 is probably the last time we saw a small guard be the best player on the championship team. And you know why that happened? It's because LeBron James was in the finals versus the, the Warriors, and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love got hurt, and so LeBron's second best player was Matthew Della Vadova. And then Steph Curry was the best player on that team who actually didn't even win the MVP in those finals. It was Andre Iguodala because he slowed LeBron James down. You, It just doesn't happen. And we're starting to see Chris Paul can be had. Drew Holiday, who is underrated, Drew Holiday just does Drew Holiday. He's not going to give you, he's not going to flash and give you 30. Every now and then he's going to give you 30 points, but he's going to do his job. And in these finals, his job is to make Chris Paul's job hard as hell. And he's doing it and he's done it. He said after, I think, game uh, game three, he was like, yo, after the game, one of us is going to be dead tired. And we're seeing, like, Chris Paul is dead tired, Drew Holiday's dead tired because he's going all in to make it happen. And then you get the, the the shooting guards, right? You got Chris Middleton and 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 um and Devin Booker. And for me, I think you could go either way with these guys, because I'm not in that camp of Chris of, of Devin Booker being this all-world dude where people get angry because he got snubbed from the All-Star team. He's just not that great. And we're seeing it. Game five, and and they lost 123 to 119, the Suns. They were in Phoenix. They lost this game by four points. And and after the first quarter, they were up 32 to 16. And the Bucs, I never thought the Bucs were going to lose this game, though. I didn't care about the 16 points because the Suns were just shooting insane and the Bucs couldn't make a bucket. But they came back. And if we're gonna throw some blame around, which, which I don't care about the blame because I I never thought that we gonna lose this game. But if you want to say the Suns should have won because they could have done this, there's there's blame to go around everywhere. You, I think you got to start with Monty Williams, who's I think he's a great coach and I love his story, everything he went through with the with the um, with the, the New Orleans Hornets and you know losing his wife and getting here and finally get a chance as a black man coaching the NBA team in Phoenix where ain't too many too many black people. I think he's doing a phenomenal job, but in the finals, you're seeing he his you're, you're seeing him get exposed a little bit. Okay, when the Bucks were coming back on this super run, how many timeouts did Monty Williams call to stop the bleeding? Hell, the Bucks the Bucks get down by six. Uh, Mike Budenholzer's calling the timeout to regroup and get things right. Okay, third quarter. Booker is going and Booker's going off, and I'm getting texts from my friends talking about, "Man, uh, you see Booker cooking? Booker cooking? I'm like Booker balling? I'm like, Doug, These are empty calories. This is why I call him empty calories because the third quarter, I watched about five straight possessions where the Phoenix Suns came down. They had Devin, the ball in Devin Booker's hands, where was CP3, who they just paid 33 million dollars to, and they're gonna pay him next year too because he's gonna come back. He goes and stands in the corner. This is the point God standing in the corner watching Devin Booker run the team. And we've already seen this movie. The movie where Devin Booker is the star leading the team leads them to not making the playoffs. So Devin Booker has the ball, and he's doing his Mamba mentality going all in. Right, He's getting all these buckets. He's going back and forth. But you know what else is happening while Devin Booker's getting these buckets? The other four Phoenix Suns are standing around doing nothing, watching Devin Booker go hero ball. And the Bucs, they'll take that all day. Well, what is that? We we got one dude getting buckets, and we're going to watch. We'll just sit there and watch. Go ahead, do do what you got to do. Hell, you're giving our other guys a break. Our our defense gets to chill on the perimeter while you go one-on-one, do what you want to do. That's fine, right? Did that. Monty Williams let him do that for half a quarter. He just, it was Booker, 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 Booker. And people saying he's not getting any help. Well, you can't have help if you don't give them the damn ball. How are you going to have help if you don't give them the ball? And it's a crazy stat that people don't pay attention to. Devin Booker threw five NBA Finals games in the fourth quarter. Do you know, Kevin, how many assists he has in the fourth quarter of these finals? Not many, I'm guessing. He has not any at all zero assists in the fourth quarter. That is Devin Booker. He's he he cannot be the guy that runs your offense. He is the guy that you can give it give it to him get some buckets, but you have to have somebody running your team. And then you got to put it on CP3. I mean, hell, and even go you, if, let's let's stay on Devin Booker for a second because at the end of the game is where you really saw this, and, and I'm gonna blame the media for this and then and, and social media and all these people talking about Kevin. I mean, Devin Booker is the next Kobe Bryant. Devin Booker went out there and tried to be Kobe Bryant and found out he ain't Kobe Bryant because you had guys wide open on that last possession when he got the ball stolen by uh, Drew Holiday. He went in there trying to pump fake and he thought he was gonna get this shot up because mama mentality. No, dog, you've got to make the best play available. And I mean, yo, I'm not, I'm killing him. He's a young dude. He's he, he's gonna learn. But for a team like the Suns and Devin Booker, you probably ain't getting back here because y'all asses was lucky as hell to be here anyway. I mean, if we're being real, both teams was lucky as hell to be here because the Brooklyn Nets were healthy, they would have beaten the damn Bucks, too. But I'm loving these finals. I, I think it's phenomenal, and we are seeing Giannis get exalted you know what i'm saying to to the greats and and i want to talk about that because i don't think he's the greatest of all time of course you know i think that's lebron but i got another title for him like to hear it how to go in just a second kevin i have a man crush on Giannis. i could tell <laughs> I love this dude and I'm not I'm not um Johnny come lately, right? I've been there from the beginning. I was calling, I was I picked the Bucks to go to the finals last year and they disappointed me and, you know, got beat down and everybody's calling for Giannis's head and all this stuff and 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 he should leave Milwaukee. I was one of those people saying that too cuz hell, anybody in their grandma would have said Giannis needs to get the hell up out of Milwaukee because nobody's coming to play in Milwaukee with this dude. Luckily, the stars aligned the right way. They got some injuries that fell their way. And Giannis got to go to the finals. And he is taking full advantage. I mean, everything this dude is doing is insane. He played, he came to the finals on a bent forward knee. Hyper extended knee, shows up in game one. Still has a good game. I mean, great game, really. 20 points. I think, 17 or 19 rebounds, and they lose, right? Second game, he comes back 42 points. Man, 13 points. He just went off. Third game, hit him with another 40-point game, 15 rebounds. I mean, yo, okay. So, he's going to be the finals MVP. There's no doubt about it. I mean, as long as they win this series, which I do think they're going to win, which I did pick them to win if you guys listened to the show last week. And, of course, you listened to the show last week because it's a dope-ass show. But – Last week, I said, I'm picking the Bucs. I picked the Bucs. If Giannis was healthy, they're winning the series. And the cream has r- risen to the crop right here. And he's just he's just killing, man. Through the first five games of this finals, 32-13-5. and five. That's 32 points, 13 rebounds. 5 assists. And I heard somebody on one of these TV shows, today, I think it was Chris Broussard, and he was like, you know, Giannis isn't, you know, he he hasn't he, he didn't have a great game the other day. He had 32 points, 9 rebounds and 6 assists. We wh- in what world do we think that that is not great because we get so used to these guys being otherworldly. When Giannis puts up 42 points, we think of that as otherworldly. So when he puts up 32 in the finals against good defense, and great players, he's still putting up more than his season average. And we think that that's pedestrian. That's how out of whack we've gotten with our expectations for these basketball players and what they're supposed to do. And especially with Giannis, because forever we've been dinging, and not weave. because I love this dude's game. I don't care if he ever got a jump shot a real jump shot, a three, or a a real dependable mid-range, he'd be the greatest basketball player who ever lived. Same thing with Ben Simmons. If Ben Simmons actually had a jumper, he would be the greatest basketball player we have ever, ever seen. Giannis is, I'm going to say this, I don't think he's, of course, he's not the GOAT. LeBron James, to me, is the greatest of all time. Because he does everything on a basketball court that you could ever ask for anybody to do at an extremely high level. Everything on the court, he does at extremely high level. And he's big. And you just he's just the greatest basketball player of all time. Michael Jordan is the most entertaining, the best scorer. Most entertaining scorer because he's not even the best scorer, because that's Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Michael Jordan is the most entertaining basketball player I've ever seen. And Steph might be right behind him. But Giannis, I said this to some friends and I said this online on Twitter and people were like laughing at me, like, what are you talking about? And I said, Giannis is the groat. Giannis is the greatest role player of all time. And when I say that, people start to frown or laugh because like we said in earlier episodes, knowing your role, people have made it a bad thing to be a role player. But I think it's a phenomenal thing to know your role. Giannis blocks out the noise because everybody wants Giannis to be like Michael Jordan because that's what we think in our mind you're supposed to do as an NBA great player. You're supposed to be on the perimeter dribbling in and hitting jump shots. That's the only way you can be clutch because you made a jumper over somebody. There are so many more ways to be clutch than just shooting a basketball. Giannis's defensive play on DeAndre Ayton was maybe the greatest NBA defensive play in finals history. Maybe one of the greatest plays in NBA history. The man was playing a pick and roll on Devin Booker and then had the wherewithal to turn around, jump up, and block eight and shot to give the Bucks the win. My, my, Kevin, you hear my throat kind of crack right there? I'm, I'm, You're excited. I'm excited, but this is insane to watch him. And then in game five, when he hits, he gets that um that alley-oop dunk. And, yo, and, and everything he's doing, He's just staying within the parameters of his game. He did, He's not out there trying to shoot threes. I don't think I saw. He did not take a three-point shot in this last game. And I've said this forever. If Giannis goes into every game and just does not shoot a single three, there's nothing you can do with him. There is absolutely nothing you can do with him. Because people have lost sight of mid-range, going left and right, being able to finish left and right, and playing defense. That is all you really need to do. The threes are amazing. If you can shoot the threes, it's dope. But when you're a 6'11 dude who's as big as Giannis, why the hell would you ever be shooting threes unless you're great at it? Otherwise, you're just giving the defense a break. And so in this series, he's giving them no breaks. None. Giannis is, in these finals, through the first five games, he's, he's one of three people, to have 150 points, 50 rebounds, and 25 assists. Kevin, do you know the other two people? They have to be great. Oh, they're they're considered the greatest of all time. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and one LeBron James. There you go. Now, did you notice I didn't say Michael Jordan was there? Did you notice I didn't say Kobe Bryant was there because they're not on that same level. That, that is the difference. And what we're going to have to do, and I've always had Giannis in my top five. That He's been in my top five since, I mean, maybe three years ago. I don't care about the jump shot, and all he does is bully into the lane. Well, stop it. Well, stop it then. Two-time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. We're going to have to rethink where he's at in our greatest of all time list. Because I think I've moved him into my top ten, Kev. I I think I got him in my top 10. Uh, My top 10, NBA all-time greats. Number one, LeBron James. Number two and three, debatable to me, Michael Jordan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Because it wasn't like I grew up watching Kareem, but I know enough to know nobody, nobody ever anywhere he was at at any time in his life could stop that dude. High school, college, NBA nothing you could do and he still got the most unstoppable shot that we've ever seen and nobody has been able to replicate it The skyhook skyhook nobody unstoppable so lebron kareem jordan magic because i love magic to me to me basketball players who get everybody involved pass the ball around can just magic man magic made everybody better Duncan, Shaq, Elijah one. I actually have Elijah one over uh, Duncan and Shaq. And then it gets a little dicey because I got KD. And then I go Kobe. And I used to have Bird. But I think Bird has flown from the nest, Kevin. I'm going with Giannis at, at number 10 right now. I think I got to go with Giannis. Just from what I'm seeing, two time. League MVP, about to be the NBA Finals MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. And all he does is just get it done. And I'm loving his press conferences. The dude is in press conferences, just waxing, poetical, talking. for You know, he's talking about, you know, the ego. And when he talks about the past and when people talk about the past. And Kevin, this dude is 26 years old. 20- his future is bright. Yo, future is oh, so damn bright. And he's in Milwaukee. And I, I, I said this earlier. I didn't. I said he had to leave because who the hell is going to Milwaukee? But he has changed the way we're going to think about it, even though you still people should still keep your don't lose. Don't go crazy. This was an anomaly. They're not winning next year. They probably won't win again. They haven't won in since 1971. So it's been 50 years. The sun shines on a dog's ass every now and then. Right. They they got they won. Okay, Milwaukee, I don't want to hear y'all complain about nothing ever again. Y'all got football titles out there in Green Bay in a place where nobody should be. And y'all got an NBA championship coming to you. Be happy. I don't want to hear a damn thing. And Giannis, he has earned enough cachet that he shouldn't have to take any guff from anybody anywhere because he brought a title to Milwaukee. And if he wants to leave in about two, three years, let him go. He did y'all a favor. He stayed he got you a title. Let that man go and, and bring him to, to the Lakers, please. Please, God, if you listen, if you're if if you real, please bring him to the Lakers. We'll be back. Kevin, you see what I'm doing right here? I'm, I'm, you see how I'm holding my collar like this right here, right? This is the bay baby. We get stupid. We get hyped for you to bank We about to talk about Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard from East Oakland. My man, love him. Bay Area stand up. What? He about to get traded. He he. There's a report that just came out and said that uh, Damian Lillard is about to ask for a trade from the Portland Trail Blazers. And then Damian Lillard came. He's he's playing for Team USA right now, and he did a press conference, I guess, after the game, and he was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm I didn't ask for a trade." And you can see him kind of look away when he said it. I didn't ask for a trade, but you know, I just really want to win, and you know, we got to both be on the same page to try to win, and you know, we got to be putting in everything we can. And at some point, if we can't get there, you know, we gotta we gotta make some changes. And basically, he said, "I didn't ask for a trade, but please trade me." He's getting traded, and 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 there's only so much he can do, and you can't be mad at him, right? He got drafted to the Portland Trail Budgets. He wasn't even a... I don't think he was even a lottery pick. I got to look that up. But Damian Lillard wasn't... I don't think he was a lottery pick. But he came out of Weber State. I remember that. Weber State. And uh, came to the league and and came there and balling, right? Balled. Made himself a name, superstar beast. One of the most clutch players as far as shooting the basketball goes in the NBA. I love him. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Him um, and, and uh, Russell Westbrook... Giannis, those are three of my favorite players to watch because they never disappoint you. They go hard every time they're out there on the court. But the Blazers, there's only so much you can do when you're a small market team like this, right? And this is the problem that ends up happening. And we're seeing it right now with Milwaukee. They've gotten lucky because some things have gone their way and they have a generational talent uh, in Giannis. Please don't get it confused. Dame Lillard is a very good NBA player, a great NBA player. He's dope. He is not Giannis, okay? There are levels to this. There are differences. Giannis is 6'11". Dame Lillard is 6'2". 6'2", maybe like 6'1", okay? There are differences here. Dame is great. Giannis is great tur. And what happens with teams like this in the NBA is you end up getting on a treadmill where basically you're stuck in mediocrity because Dame Willard is so good and they got CJ McCollum they got a and they got Yusuf Nurkic they've got a good squad there that's just good enough to where they're never going to be picking in the lottery they're always going to make the playoffs but they're never going to get past the first or second round it's always going to be first maybe second round in a year if somebody gets hurt or something happens like last year they made it to the second round and played the the Lakers right it's only going to happen like that every now and, then. and they got to the they got to the Western Conference Finals once against the Warriors. I think it was 2018, 2019. And they got swept the hell up out of there. Right? They had no business being there. And what happens is you get these great players and at some point they start to realize. And Dame was one of these guys who was always saying, I ain't trying to join no teams. I'm not trying to join up with superstars. I'm going to build a championship right here. And that sounds nice. It sounds good. It sounds great to people who hate LeBron because they think LeBron is the guy who started all this teaming up stuff when really it was the Boston Celtics. And really, before that, the teaming up was done by the GM. And people just want things to go back to the way they were when the GMs were the ones running the teams and not these players running everything. And keep it real, they wanted to go back to when the white dude was telling the black dudes where they had to go, where they had to play. And now these black dudes who actually get to play are like, nah, dude, I want to go play with him. Now I want to go play with him. I want to go play with them. And you're going to make it happen or else. And so Dame, eventually this loyalty thing, which is part of being from the Bay. Yo, loyal to your soil. E-45's a reason. You know what I'm saying? Yo, that's part of his his brand is being loyal. And and we'll do it on our own. We ain't got to go nowhere. But eventually, he wants to win a title. And all these guys want to win because the narrative around them changes when they win the media and social media and all the people out there talking have made it to where these guys can't be great unless they win a championship and then when they do figure out a way to win a championship we're going to judge them on that too because Kevin Durant did this Kevin Durant could not win and I was talking to my son about this the other day he's like I just don't like Kevin Durant I don't like the way he won a championship well how else was he going to do it we we make it so these guys have to win a championship so they're talked about as the greats and then when they engineer it to happen then we we move the goalpost on them so kevin durant had no shot to win it cha- like listen his team you could say he was up 3 to 1 on the warriors there's a reason they lost the warriors were better the, the Thunder were constructed in a way that did not maximize Kevin Durant's talent to the most. He had Russell Westbrook on his team, and Russell Westbrook, for some reason, thought that he was as great as Kevin Durant, which he is not, and he shot the ball at times he should not have. Game on the line, Russell Westbrook has taken the last shot and got it in his hands, when it should be KD. He had to leave there. They could not win with that guy on the team like that. Doesn't mean Westbrook ain't great, just means he can't play with Durant. He had to go. So he goes to the Warriors, Stack team and they won a championship and then everybody's like oh but you cheated so now he has to leave and what happens this year he somebody gets hurt he doesn't get a championship it's so hard to win a championship these guys are trying any way to get one and Dame Lillard is gonna have to leave but where can he go now there are teams that are talking about yo we we want to make a trade for it. we would try to do this and people are just rumbling about it right they're talking Stephen A was on TV talking about the Knicks the Knicks the Knicks man the Knicks have nothing to trade. What are you gonna do? You gonna send? You gonna send uh, Julius Randle and what, what, R.J. Barrett, who is not it? You are gonna send them to the Portland Trailblazers for Dame Lillard? They're, they're gonna be worse than the Trailblazers, uh, automatically worse than the Trailblazers because you're bringing over Dame to basically carry this team. Now he's gonna sell some tickets. He's gonna do some stuff on Madison Avenue, but he ain't gonna. They're not gonna win with him. So Knicks that that's not happening. Knicks the Knicks that's not happening. And they talk about the Miami Heat. Miami Heat oh he'd be great over there. Okay so who are you giving up? So are you gonna get rid of Jimmy Butler? Are you gonna get rid of Bam? What well, what are you doing? Who who is leaving that team so you can bring in Dame Lillard? I, I I don't know what you do because you got to make the salaries count, and people think that these these trades are all about well, we we'll just send all these players over there. That's not how it works. You've got to get the money has to match up. Dame Lillard is about to make thirty nine million dollars next year, so you've got to send people that make almost the same amount of money to add up to his salary. And you can't have more than uh, twelve people on the damn roster, so you can't just send him a boatload of people for one guy. It's got to add up. So Miami, I don't think is a good fit. They are talking about the Lakers. Somebody was talking about the Lakers today. Oh, the Lakers got to get him. The Lakers have got to work some things out. They could try to find a way, but it's got to be a sign and trade because Dame is under contract till 2024. So Lakers got to trade a bunch. And somebody, Max Kellerman said they should trade AD. Or no, no, no. Somebody says trade AD. Are you out of your mind? You're trading a seven foot unicorn for a six two little guard who shoots the ball but plays no defense. My my trade is the Philadelphia 76ers. Automatically makes both teams better. The Philadelphia 76ers get Dame Lillard to go on the perimeter for their squad, where they are lacking a real point guard shooting scoring threat. They've got Embiid, MVP caliber big man. They've got Tobias Harris, who would get to be the third option instead of having to be the second scoring option on the team. He gets to be the number three, which I think is great for him. You send back Ben Simmons. Now, Portland automatically gets better on defense because never forget this. This is the reason why Portland is always on a one and first and second round treadmill because they've got two little guards who can't play defense. So when you watch the playoffs this year and you see Yukov Nurkic always in foul trouble, why the hell do you think that is? And he's their third best player. Why do you think that is? But he's probably their second most important player because he mans the paint. He's in foul trouble because the two guards can't stop nobody. The Portland Trailblazers are consistently in the top five and as as the worst defensive teams in the NBA. Every year, year in, year out. It's because Dame and C.J. McCollum don't play defense and they can't play defense. They're too small. So you can't keep running out these two little guard lineups and thinking you're going to do anything. They're not. So you trade for Ben Simmons because that's the only thing that's getting Ben Simmons from the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm not taking, if I'm the 76ers, I'm not taking a 31-year-old C.J. McCollum for a 24-year-old Ben Simmons who's a three-time All-Star, third-team All-NBA, and Defensive Player of the Year runner-up for a 31-year-old little guard who's going to make us worse defensively and not that much greater offensively. You've got to make it match. And Ben Simmons makes $33 million. Dave makes $39. Now you got to throw in another $6 million contract from the Sixers to make the salaries work. The the Trailblazers get better on defense. They get a guy who gets to initiate their offense. McCollum doesn't have to uh, take a back seat anymore in the scoring department, he can just score. Doesn't have to initiate the offense. Ben Simmons can do that. And they get better on defense. I think the Trailblazers are still a first-round playoff team with Ben Simmons and without Lillard. And with Lillard on the 76ers, they're in the finals. Call me crazy. But I'm probably right. <laughs> Saw Space Jam this weekend. Space Jam, a new legacy. Kevin, did you see it? I have not seen it. I'm do not sure i like to. Do not see it. <laughs> Kevin, if you are over twelve years old, which I know you are because you have a job and you drive, and you, I'm sure you like to drink liquor every now and then, you should not be twelve and doing those things. Uh, it is not for you. Okay, this movie is not for you if you're over twelve years old. Uh, I saw this because my wife, uh, my wife has a crush on LeBron James. She loves LeBron James. I'm secure enough to know that you know my, my wife. She ain't going nowhere for no damn LeBron James. I hope. but 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 she loves lebron james and she loves going to the movies so you know we wanted to go to the movies and just go see it i was like oh lord we go there and it's just man it's just branding after branding after branding and it's the warner brothers and it's looney tunes and it really is for kids right it really is for kids and i guess kids who still watch the looney tunes because i don't even know if they have a cartoon on anymore do they i haven't seen i haven't seen looney tunes in years but yeah man at one point LeBron James the animated version of himself falls through the sky while e coyote like and falls into the ground and guess what the symbol is in the ground Kevin What's that Nike Of course yeah the 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 toon squad jerseys are made by Nike the goon squad jerseys are made by Nike they got the emblem on them Right. There's there, every every character, they, they, they go through the Matrix, they go through Game of Thrones, they go through everything. It's just a one big it's one big commercial, man. And I didn't expect much because I remember in 96 when Space Jam came out with Michael Jordan, the original. And I was old enough. I was 17 years old at the time. I was old enough to be like, damn, what the hell is Michael Jordan doing starring in a movie? Because he is terrible. But, but, but he's terrible because that's not his job. He's a basketball player. Right. He's got his 10,000 hours in basketball, not in Meisner, right? And and LeBron James was no better. I mean, LeBron James, I think he's better on the court. But him and Jordan, they about the same when it comes to uh, to the acting world. It was the same damn thing. I just, uh, oh, man. It, 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 was, it, was, it was a tough watch. It's a tough watch. If you're out there and you're over 12 years old and you plan to go see Space Jam, a new legacy, bring a pillow and a blanket. Because that's what I did. I took an expensive nap during the movie. I, my, my wife had to wake me up about twice. She woke me up twice. And uh, I missed some parts. I had to ask her what happened. how the family get into the space? I, I ain't going to give it away for y'all if you guys are going to go see it. Cool flick. And I had people talking about who they should have had instead of LeBron. There is nobody else they could have had in this role. I mean, maybe the late, the late, great Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, I think would have been a better actor. Because I've seen him in some stuff and I thought he was phenomenal. Um, he had a show he did with Jalen. Jalen Rose had a TV show. Jalen Rose had a damn TV show. And Kobe Bryant did us uh, like a guest star. And he was hilarious. I think Kobe would have been a better actor for the movie. But you couldn't have Kobe in there because as great as Kobe is and as big as he was, he still wasn't LeBron James. LeBron James, a global icon. Kids love the dude. You, you had to have it be who people consider as the greatest of all time at the time. And the only person that made sense to have in there was LeBron James. That being said, space damn new legacy. See it at your own risk. Uh, maybe, maybe wait, maybe wait. It's on AFL Max. If you got AFL Max, stay home. Watch it there. Eat your own popcorn. Or do like I did. Go take an expensive that. I'm Reggie Watkins. Kevin Cleveland's on the boards, producing. I'm probably right. Thank you for listening. Subscribe, rate us, review us. Leave us some comments. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.